Sie hören Sport und Musik. In a world where fans fight over whether to call it football, football, or soccer, two German men defy the odds and call it Fußball. Bringing you inside the German-American Fußball experience. And now, here are your hosts, the Schnitzel Boys. Hey, happy Memorial Day! Hey, happy Memorial Day to those who celebrate. To those who celebrate, the memories of a memorial. Memorial Island. Of the, uh... What do you got? Memories of what? The memories of soccer games Our... past. Memories of soccer games. Memorial Day is celebrating the memory of our grandparents beating the crap out of each other. That's right. As uh, one of my favorite comedy friends put on his Twitter, I was like, yeah, that is true, isn't it? <laughs> well, we're happy even though we, you know, even as Germans, we're happy that we're happy the Americans won. Yeah, yeah. We got, we got to go. Eat hamburgers so we and stuff. are, uh, yeah, so we do celebrate. We do celebrate their efforts and are grateful. I certainly feel grateful. If it was the other way around, this would be an all-German podcast in Germany. Let's not even. And uh, we'd talk the Bundesliga, and we'd, we'd talk MLS as an exotic foreign league that we follow from afar. Although we'd probably not even be MLS fans, would we? But That's why, probably the worst why do you, outcome why do you say of the alternate. That? Because we wouldn't have been, we would have just never left? Yeah, probably. <laughs> You and me would probably be uh, propaganda ministers right now. Okay. Wouldn't we be working the propaganda department? (laughs) Bundesliga is the best podcast. Anywho, Memorial Day. It's hard to imagine. Memorial Day. Yay. Now, I. You know how I learned it was Memorial Day? What do you mean? Sorry. You were about to start something. I was at work and no one came in. And I was like, oh, today must be a holiday. So I Googled it. I'm like, oh, today's Memorial Day. You didn't know it shows you how out of the loop I am. Oh, wow. No. Wow. I never know when. I didn't even know it was Easter. I was like hanging out on a Sunday and I Googled. Oops. And it was just like, oh, it's Easter. I guess as Um, a. Yeah. I mean, when you when you have children, I guess you're more. I'm I'm always aware of these things. Well, I was I was. Upstate at our friend's house uh, near Lake George, which they have an annual shindig, uh, pig roast, badminton tournament, uh, lots right. of good food, lots of drinking, hanging out, lots of wonderful people. It's a great time. Uh, lots of everything except internet access. Very limited, very limited uh, media exposure. And whatever whatever time I had to focus on soccer, I focused on the final the final match day of the Bundesliga. So I really barely watched anything this weekend. So you got to catch me up. I'll catch you up. I'll catch you up. So uh, Lake George is for those of you who don't know is upstate. It's right next to Lake Jerry, Lake Elaine, and Lake Kramer. So we got Lake Kramer. Oh. We got Lake Elaine. Like Jerry, like George. You know what's fun about the lake? You know what's fun about the lake? Nothing. Nothing's ever going on at the lake. 
It's a show about nothing. But, I was uh, doing a little Seinfeld the, joke. The, it was certainly. It's funny because we had. Um, this is this was the not this was nothing. not the only uh, Seinfeld reference that came up this weekend because we had some. Uh, there was some. The house, my friend's house, is on a lake, not Lake George, but a smaller a smaller lake, more of a more of lake a pond, Lane. really. I guess it could be Kramer Pond. Yeah. But uh, um, their dock, they have a little dock where they, from which they launch canoes or the kids go swimming, etc. And the dog was, the dock was sagging and there had to be some repairs. And one, one guest sort of volunteered uh, to go in, to go into the lake to kind of help fix this dock. And there was, and and he was in the water for so long and it was quite cold that there was shrinkage. There was shrinkage jokes. Shrinkage. The Seinfeld, the Seinfeld, uh, the Seinfeld episode was was quoted where George, where where a potential, I guess, a potential girlfriend, right, sees him naked right after he comes out of the, or and, is, and right, is then worried that she'll he'll judge she'll judge his manhood, and he's like, I was in the water, I was in the water, shrinkage, yeah, shrinkage. Anyway, true story, true story. Uh, I always have growage. Usually, I have growage problems. You have growage problems when you go in the water. Yeah, what's ice things cold? Get, things get bigger. I guess. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I do not I have shrinkage like everybody else. Anyway, speaking of Daniel Young, <laughs> speaking Daniel of nothing, Young, he was, Daniel Young, he was for, so you were not I at was City not Field. Not at City Field. I was out of, out of town. This is one of the out few. Of. I really do not miss. Uh, uh, I no, did not I miss tired. a lot of games. I was at the. I was at the. Um, I was invited to a stadium focus group last week, and they asked me how many games do you go to a season, and I said that I think I have missed less than ten, fewer than ten home games total in the entire existence Since... of the team. I don't know. I had. I'd have to really. I'd well have done. to really see if that's true, but I. I don't miss. You should have lied and said I've I never missed know, one, and then they'll make a thing out of you. Um, that's demonstrably yeah. untrue. But like, so yeah, I don't miss a lot of games. This one I missed, uh, Daniel Young. But I will see. Uh, I can. I have a T-shirt for you, Daniel Young. So if you, I will bring it on Wednesday. Let me know if you're coming because we have two more home games: Yankee Stadium Wednesday night, Saturday night. If you tell me when you're coming, I'll bring it. I'll bring it for you. Who are you guys playing on Wednesday? Cincinnati on Wednesday and New England oh, on Saturday. It's, it's not going to get any easier for our poor, struggling team. Yeah, the Philadelphia, I heard, I admit, I didn't see a lot of it, but I heard there was a pretty key missed uh, penalty uh, moment in the middle of the game that uh, kind of turned the tides against Oh, we against should have had guys. a penalty? I didn't even... Yeah, the, the, the talk on the boards. The Philadelphia fans have come on the New York City Reddit boards and said, I hate you guys. However, you guys should have gotten a penalty. That was I think a we had... I, I, I think the Philly... Was it Andre Blake? Didn't he like popple, I only, popple some I only in the box? Watched, was I no only call? watched highlights. I didn't even... I didn't hear about that. I did see... I mean, it was... Uh, um, I think we we played pretty well. We got the... Gabby Pereira got a got a, the early goal and then hit the, hit the crossbar. Um, so I think things went pretty well and then... We gave our two goals in first half stoppage time, and they were both pretty, pretty painful. Like kind of speculative ball over the top that drops in between two defenders, and like I mean, there was it was just Tiago Martins 
has had a great year for us so far. He's been a, a, a real rock solid defender, but he did not have a good game. Like he he was he gave a penalty then for the third goal. So I think there may be um, uh, there may be some things to feel good about because the first half I think up to that point was probably pretty good. And I even if you add this penalty up to it, but uh, but yeah, there is just we just give up some cheap goals this year, and there's not even any. Um, it's just, it's odd because there's not even any kind of, uh, um, um, you know, any kind of pattern to it. Like we used to, we were giving up a lot of set piece goals. This was not that. These were just kind of long balls over the top that, that we should deal with, but we didn't. I don't know. It's, it's kind of, it's interesting. We're a young, we, yeah, it's a young team. I mean, I keep saying this. We knew this was going to be, uh, a gorkin perhaps a gorkin zizong i don't know a, 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 a bit of a, a bit of a rebuild maybe sour, sour um, season for those on this year uh but we'll see we get two more we have two more i mean you know we've really struggled on the road so far this season at home we've been pretty good up, up to this uh, before this game so we now get two more chances but it's not going to be easy cincinnati and new england are both are both especially Cincinnati really on a roll. So so we're going to we're going to we are mercilessly finding out hmm. where we stand and it's not uh, yeah, it's not it's not we're not a playoff team right now. No, we're but thankfully it's a very forgiving season and I think NYCFC and the New York Rebels who are slowly having a very similar record similar season are only i think new york rebels are only three points off the playoff spot like one win will put us right in there so it's ninth place and above uh, and i think we're even only a handful of points off six like it's very tight there in the middle but uh we the new york rebels traveled to seattle uh and they lost one nothing uh it was a decent game back and forth but seattle at home jordan morris scored the winner and broke his hamstring while scoring about 17 minutes in he did not celebrate he hobbled off the field crying and that might be the last we see jordan morris until the summer tournaments are over (laughs) so typical jordan morris with his injury worries i i don't maybe i'm being dramatic I, i don't know what his injury situation is but he got himself right off the field right after he scored the goal and he hasn't scored a goal in like nine or ten or eleven or a hundred games or whatever you ask, and uh, it was good for him to get a goal. Uh, but right back to the injury table for him, unfortunately. Seattle won, but New York Red Bulls. Elias Manuel had a beautiful one-on-one with the keeper, and he kicked it right at the mm-hmm. keeper. Elias Manuel can't finish. That storyline is still going on. He's putting himself in good places, but it comes to knipsing, to finishing, to getting it done. He's either off frame or right to the keeper. For whatever reason, he can't figure out how to maybe do a little bit. For whatever reason, he can't figure out how to finish, you know. Um, so I hope he gets, becomes a better finisher. Dante Von Zier only played 45 minutes because in midweek, the New York Rebels played Cincinnati in the U.S. Open Cup, and we held them to a tough – and Cincinnati is the best team in the East. And we held them for 120 minutes. And lost some penalties because one penalty was missed by Dante Vanzier, who scored the stoppage Vanzier. time equalizer to even get you to the penalty. So True. Dante, so, as I was texting you, Dante giveth and Dante taketh away. Taketh away. I think. Um, I think um, the the a lot of the hate after the game 
was sent to Ryan Mira, our faithful number two goalkeeper, New York Red Bulls legend. And I find that to be nonsense. You can't expect a NYC- goalkeeper to block NYCFC legend, you mean? He was there for what, one season <laughs> on the bench, right? Did he go to the New York Cosmos? Oh, I don't he played think so. for. He I think Ryan Mira played for all of them. Um, interesting. Yeah. But uh, Ryan Mira was a young Irish American. I think he even played for the Irish U18s, but he is American. And he, yeah, NYCFC, everyone's the Cosmos. But he played for Long Island Rough Riders and the Jersey he's Express. Been, he's he's, been he's a New York down, been legend. Down the tri state area. He was a great young keeper. We were really excited about him, but he got a terrible side injury. And one of our obscure um, signings was a man named Louis Robles, who they got mm-hmm. off contract from Kalsgua, Kalsgua's second team. He moved back to New York, not wanting to get into soccer. He was getting into real estate. And he saw the Red Bulls had tryouts, and they offered health insurance for his young family. So he's like, sure, I'll go. He tried out. He signed. The rest, rest is history. history. He became a New York legend. Red Bulls legend. And, and Ryan Mira didn't go anywhere. He just came back healthy and just sat himself on the bench. He's been a good, healthy, um, happy benchwarming. If 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 Carlos Coronel were to leave or whatever, and we never so, sign a replacement, and it's just Ryan Mayera, I'd be fine okay. with him. Keep. But anyway, no hate for Ryan Mayera is what I'm saying. The fans should well, be ashamed of I mean, I think he, he, he guessed right a couple times. He got very little. I yeah. did see this. I did see this. Uh, I didn't see the game. I saw the 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 shootout. Kick. And, uh, yeah, he guessed right, but he'd get very, he got very little lift. So, I don't know. Now, riddle me this, though. They brought in Carlos Cornell oh, yeah. as a field player. They they made... Okay, so the the, the regular goalie, the Ryan Mira started the game. He's the substitute yeah. goalie. The regular right. goalie of the New York Red Bulls, Carlos Cornell. The they made... Somebody went to the team store... To get a right. to get a jersey for him, a field player jersey that has it has a number one on it, so that he could come right. in, in stop in in to overtime kick, to kick one, to kick because he's a good kicker. Um, so they wanted, yeah, it, you, you don't see that much. I remember when that happened, I was like, oh, we don't see this every day. And then later I learned he made it in the kit shop at the stadium, which I'm like, oh, yeah, because they, thought they just had one ready for him, so they, somebody had to run up to the. That's what I read. Yeah. Update that shirt is now available as a sweepstake winner thing. Like it's on, they sent an email out. You can win that shirt in a sweepstakes or something. The well, Carlos I mean, Cornell red player shirt. It, but. but anyway, he, so the choice seemingly was Ryan Mara is going to be our goalkeeper. We just need Carlos Cornell to kick, to kick one. He's a good kicker. So I think that's that where they put the him reason? out on literally the last call. And then for him to go up I and kick somebody one. Was, and I'm trying to think. He must have was, done uh, it. And he must have was speculating. I heard speculating because Ryan Miro is on a yellow. I Somebody was saying how. The standby? That can't be because that was the last whistle of the game. I mean, why what? would that? It's not, I don't know what that is. There was literally, he, he subbed on, I think there was one corner kick. And then right, that was the no, end. but because I, they, I, I heard somebody speculate that because Ryan Miro is on a yellow. And so, you know, because this happened to Orlando in that fateful playoff game against us, the goalie was on a yellow, and then the, and then he came off the line prematurely, during one of the kicks, and that is is that is a, that's a yellow card offense. So if you are on a yellow and you get a yellow for that, then you're going to be sent off. So they wanted to have another goalie there to to fill in for him. Very smart. Is that what Very happened? Very smart by Troy Lassane. I don't. I didn't. That's the first time hearing of it. 
If it's true, I am curious who the kickers were. Is a way of figuring it out in New York because I wonder if Carlos Cornell. I think he did step up and kick one and win. Brazilians are very good at penalties. They play them Brazilians all the time. Brazilians are good. Just, this is one of this is one of those. This is bra- one of those. Uh, uh, one of those things you say where I just am like, what are you talking <laughs> about? As a man who lived in Brazil, I'm going to pull the Brazil card. We love penalties. We kick them all the time. Maybe here we go. Where are the goals? What about Germans? Does, Germans, you Germans, see the no list? good at penalties. Germans are also very good at penalties. They practice them. In the in the uh, Deutsche in the German national team documentary, Thomas Muller missed a penalty, so he had to wear a dress and serve all the players at lunch the next day. They give themselves the, the English are like you can't practice penalties, and Germans are like, oh yeah, watch us go practice penalties, and they practice penalties. The Germans always win penalties. Anywho. Uh, right now, the the feeling with the New York Rebels is we're just happy that we're looking better. I mean, we're we're you know we're scoring, we're creating attacking opportunities. Uh, on the New York Rebels podcast, they mentioned that under Struber, we've we've attacked through the middle like zero times. Like that never happened under Struber. It was always crosses, and now we're finally seeing us move the ball forward in variety the, of ways. Uh, so the it's illusion, like the nice. illusion of chance creation, the cross, the cross <laughs> into the box, yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, and so we're just happy. You know, we held Cincinnati to a tie. That was a pretty good sign. And, it, well, you know, I think they had one or two players gone. We had one or two players gone. It wasn't like the El Clasico game with LAFC versus the Galaxy, which I would have gone if prices weren't outrageously expensive. And LAFC fielded their youth team. And they didn't even put any senior players on the bench. They didn't bring anybody. It was just, it was just their youth guys. And then the Galaxy came with their starters, and they scored. They won, and they did their thing. And then Giorgio Chiellini um, called um, what's his face Ricky Puge a, a clown afterwards because I mean, he scored a goal like Messi and celebrated like Messi. And um, yeah, where you do know, you, a little off the LA guy. Where do you stand? Where do you stand on this controversy? I, I stand on the fact that Chiellini is committed to his fans and his club, and it's nice that he'll go through the the he'll go through the effort of poo-pooing on the, the Galaxy star player. That's nice to see. Well, from it was DP. a little much, no? He'd taking his shirt off and showing it to the... No? He's happy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If I mean, a player beating, wants to celebrate, let him celebrate. I don't know. The LAFC B team. I don't know. Like, halt den Ball flach. Ricky Puj is not from the That's my opinion. Ricky Puj. Keep the ball on Ricky the, the ball on the ground. Like, don't get too... Yeah, but Ricky Puj is Spanish, Bjorn. Yeah. Sp- I mean, Spanish, don't, don't do that. I don't do Italians. Like it. I don't have to like it. Before we move on with Italian DPs, uh, oh, let's yeah. catch up here. Daniel Young in the chat and Tom, Tom in the chat. Daniel Young and Tom. To say about Jordan Morris. He would like to see him in the uh, Well, Daniel, we talked about injured. him not. I think he pr- you, probably, you probably would if he wasn't. Tom, Tom says Morris wasn't scoring because he got moved out of the nine, but because Rui Diaz returned to the lineup, though. Got it. That explained why he didn't score for a while. Good point, Tom. Uh, Morris is an injured. Would like to see him in the Gold Cup. Yeah, me too. I love Jordan Morris. It's a shame. Jordan Morris is a great player. I've talked about this before. I think he has a lot of Landon Donovan in him. And I think the U.S. soccer landscape has changed enough where he's not big news. He's news, but he's not big news. They're focused on Pulisic and Reyna and Tyler Adams and all those well, guys. Well, he also but really Jordan didn't Morris, want to go to Europe when he had the chance. 
No, I think he went to yeah. He famously turned down Vander Blamen. And then and Jermaine to, Jones like, revealed to, that like, he criticized his mentality. To, uh, then he went to Swansea, Swansea City. Yeah, and immediately got hurt. Or honestly, for like one game. Then he injured himself, which he does, and had to come back home. He went with Paul Areola. He went Paul Areola, but went to too. Swansea. He also got hurt. Injured Wales, him left, which is a shame. Wales is dangerous, man. Yeah, for Americans. Bob Bradley, uh, Paul Tra- Areola. and hamstrings and reputations. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but anywho, when Jordan Morris is fit and on his form, he's an amazing player. We saw that in 2017 Gold Cup. We saw that beforehand. He was part of the roster in this past World Cup, which is his first World Cup. But he was still getting back from injury. Last season, he was not his old self. This season, finally, after the World Cup, we finally started to see the old Jordan Morris again. So it's a shame oh, he got injured four last week. In the game, right? Yeah, yeah, I think he did. He's been back and on shape. And this is the Jordan Morris I wish we had in November. But unfortunately, that's not how football works. Uh, and as great of a player as he is, he seems to struggle with injuries. So I don't know. I, I hopefully, hopefully it's not a serious injury. And I would love to see him take part in the games over the summertime. Definitely time. Daniel Young, I won't be at the stadium on Wednesday, but I'll be there right. Saturday. My Yankee Stadium seats, 237. Will, we need to get you guys to meet. We need to get a meet cute. I, yeah. I will bring shirts. Yeah, I'm in 135. We just got a... Um, just got to figure out. Do I come to you? I'll come to you. I'll come to you at halftime, Daniel Young. I will be on the back end of two thirty-seven at halftime on Saturday with a gun, with, with a t-shirt a, gun, no, right? Let's shoot it at him. T-shirt gun. I'm just gonna hand it. I'm gonna gotta, just just gonna politely. We gotta get you a cannon. Politely hand it to you. What are, what were the size? Uh, what was the size again? Remind me what your size is, because I have two. I have one for Hans and one for, one for Daniel Young. Tom, if you ever he was XL, Hans was two okay. XL. Tom, if you ever says. come to if yeah. you ever come to New York, we'll get you a shirt as well. Or LA. Or LA. That's Tom, true. if you ever on that's any true. of the coasts, yeah, either 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 I coast don't... either coast will do. Yeah, and Tom, you don't have to reveal where you are. It's a secret. We don't want to dox you. It's a secret. Um, XL but any XL from the other young. Very good. I got a two XL on. It's not a competition, XL. Stefan. Bigger <laughs> well, is I'm not always to... better. In a couple of weeks, I think it's three XL time. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so Bjorn, I know this is a you're expanding topic. faster than the t-shirt stretches. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Although there is a little stretch to it. There's a little stretch to it. Anywho, so we're talking about Giorgio Chiellini. The DP. You want me to catch you up? As far as on the field goes, St. Louis is still I, crushing. I, Chicago, New England at a three-three. I, I said last. Yeah. I said last week how much the Toronto struggles delight me, and there's more. More was revealed over the week. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Well, the name of this episode is Match Days of Our Lives because <laughs> there's just so much juicy <laughs> goss happening in MLS these days. Not just with Toronto, but with other clubs. But Toronto takes the cake. So Giorgio Chiellini, Italian DP, or is he a TAM player? I think he's a TAM player, but Italian legend over at LAFC. He's not really playing. He's 38 yeah, or whatever. He's a not a key lap. figure, this but a he's a fan favorite. Yeah, I mean, he's a very likable guy. Lap. How could you not? Like, Chiellini very is just guy. an endearing man. I'll always remember Remember in the Italy, was it Italy-Spain? It was the semis, and it was the penalties, and the Spanish captain was so nervous, and Chiellini was just, like, hugging him and, like, laughing and be like, here we are, penalties! Clearly, like, mind-screwing him or whatever. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just like, that is beautiful. That's Chiellini. And he's doing that at LAFC. He's a club guy. 
However, there are other Italian in the leagues, uh, namely two guys named Lorenzo Insigne and Fernando Bernardeschi. 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 Joe, Joe Pesci Bernardeschi. So they had a secret meeting. By the way, the, the Athletic had, you read, you read the Athletic yeah, article, yeah, right? Yeah. This really beautiful, in depth article about it. And it just blows me away how a day after this happens, the Athletic can have like a play by play beat of exactly all the things that happened. You know, there are ears on the walls of MLS clubs. And they're called the Athletic, the only service that does this kind of reporting. You're not going to get that at MLSsoccer.com. No, it's, right I now. mean it's not it's not it's not the Athletic. It's Paul Tenorio, right? Like he's the yeah. right and, and Tommy and Scoops and, and Tommy Scoops. Right, 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 right. Uh, uh, no, Tom Tom Bogart. Tom yeah, because Sam Stasekel Bogart. Left. He's now he left he to work for, for Apple, Apple TV, a, and we have in a, in a, right. a kind of non non public facing public, yeah, role. right. Anywho. According to the article, last week we talked about how Bernardeschi said something needs to change. We're not playing soccer, right? We're just kicking the ball long. We don't know what to do with the ball, blah, 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 blah. So then they had a secret meeting at Without Bob. And something did change, Bjorn. You know what changed? Bernardeschi got benched. Uh, they got rid of Bernardeschi. Well, for one <laughs> game, right? Or is this permanent? Well, for one game. So Bob Bradley made a coach's decision to suspend Bernardeschi, to drop him for a game for discipline issues. And, and that's the Bob I know. I, I, Bob needs to take control of this team. And what did we see? We saw a grinning, laughing, happy Lorenzo Insigne setting up four goal-scoring chances. Just last week on the podcast, I criticized him to be of a level of a USL player. I'm like, who is this $50 million guy fussed around on the field? I don't see it. Last weekend, we saw a Lorenzo Insigne unleashed and toronto won two to one you know it wasn't it could have been it was two nothing they got a late they pulled one back late a good two one win and toronto played well and lorenzo and senior was so happy him and bob bradley were like fist bumping after the game it's like if i don't know any better i would say for insigne because this article insinuates that insigne and bernardeski do not get along they are not friends they well, are also in heads. the article it said like how Bernadeschi has all kinds of had all kinds of demands that he felt like he should make as much right. money as Insigne and then what is Bernard the Ovo thing right which yeah, we talked about last has, week the Ovo has, Drake uh, partnership right, the partnership he wasn't what has Bernadeschi ever done in his career that he would he would command some kind of a superstar this is the problem I Bingo. feel like this is the problem yeah. when you have this kind of roster construction in MLS where you have these right. like. These, these, you know, guys who are not that hot shit, you know? Like, what is he... And right. all of a sudden, he feels like he should be the king of the castle. So, yeah, I mean, again, I am... I I watch and read it with delight and schadenfreude. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see where this, where this takes us. I mean, also, the whole Bradley situation is... This was also a big part of the article that a lot of players don't feel like they can speak freely because Michael Bradley, the captain, mm. is is Bob's son, and they basically apparently carpool uh, uh, together from to and from uh, practice. So the players feel like whatever they say uh, will make its will make its way from Mike via Michael to Bob, and so it's not a good. It doesn't seem like things are going well in Toronto. No, but also, yeah. So the other thing was they couldn't trust 
Michael as team captain because he's his he's the coach's son. Right. It's true. There's of course there's validity to it. And the fact that whenever you tell Michael goes to the coach, but to me, I've never really been, I've never been on a professional team. How important is it for the players to have a privacy against the yeah, coach? I guess it's important. Sure. I guess it helps them bound once in together. While, you gotta just let off steam, and you don't want to. You don't want to have somebody yeah. tattling to the to 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 uh, yeah. I think so. To 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 pop a coach, but there have but if this is not the first time a father and son have been coach and player, right? That happens. That happens. That happens. Not that much. Uh, uncles not and nephews much. and yeah. I guess there's a weird situation, I guess. But maybe Michael Bradley should have taken on. I don't know. I guess it is a weird situation. Maybe Michael Bradley needs to suspend the captain's armband. I don't know how to fix that. Um, but then again, I also don't know how important it is. You know, I don't know. Like the coach is in charge. Head coach is in charge. What I will say is the fans seem to really like Bernadeski because even though he's been a weird diva off the field, on the field he's been kind of producing. Uh, doing their thing, being their guy. And the fans would choose Bernadeski over Bob. But Bob dropped Bernadeski as head coach, and they won a good game. And I'm curious, the, wait, moving forward, fa- if Bernadeski is just going to be wait, frozen out. how do you know this? How do you know that the fans would pick Bernadeski over Bob? I guess you're right. I think it is silly to say all of the fans have one voice. I'm sure there's a lot of different voices. But on Twitter you feel um, like and Reddit, impression. Okay. where I follow... That's the impression I get. Vibes. I mean, yeah, I um, guess Bob has not. He's had a lot of time, and it has not gone all that well. The the Bob's Bob Bradley's statement is Bob Bradley has made a coach's decision to remove Brandeski from the game time roster, and the direct response was the fans have made a fans' decision to remove Bob Bradley from the bench or something like that. That was like uh, their response to that. Okay. So clearly, they're like you know, and like you said, under Bob, they've been a total whirlwind disaster like apparently the locker room is very very toxic this is not over Uh, and bob hasn't fixed it yeah and bob and and michael and the dad the bob the the michael bob bradley situation hasn't fixed it um and what's crazy about all this is michael bradley played in italy for many years so or several years maybe not many and like um back in the days when a couple americans were leaned on a little more than they are today in europe for bigger clubs but like it's clear that Bernard, you know, Bernadeski is a good player, but it is clear that that maybe he's doing this thing where, you know, as opposed to an Edvard Leuven, where where he's you know, Edvard Leuven's coming to the league just working hard, being the best you can be, where Bernadeski's coming to the league being like, I'm from Syria, ah, okay, where yeah, where the shits over my, there? Uh, where's my where's my butler? Where's my butler? Right. Where where's my uh, yeah? I'm I'm gonna be yeah. No, it's no good. It's no good. You got it. Lorenzo Insigne was quoted as saying the MLS was much tougher than they thought it was. It's funny how all the people come from Serie A say that. It's like they have no TV over there and they're all little, the little. I don't know. How do we? How, how do Germans look at Italians again? <laughs> <laughs> What's the best way to explain that to uh, to an American the, audience? The what? Say again. The <laughs> how do Germans look at Italians? You know, I don't know. Like, uh, uh, what's his face? Who was oh, it? Was we, it Julian oh, Nagelsmann criticizing at... Juventus' oh, training because, methods and stuff yeah, like that? Okay, I, oh, is that the? I guess yeah. Well, I don't know. Not everybody thinks that well, way. Like, but yeah, it's a little more relaxed. I, Syria, I mean, the, in this at this point, Serie A is the retirement league of Europe. No, like there's a lot of. I mean, we were talking. Well, Zlatan other, just turned yeah, fifty, Zlatan I think, going, and he's scoring. You know, Aiden Dzeko scored yeah. in the Champions League semi-final. Henrik Mikkel. 
Oh, Gigi Buffon yeah, Gigi just Buffon won a game is still there. at 45. Uh, um, <laughs> Hendrik Mkhitaryan we were talking about. He's he's out there. Like, yeah, so this is – they yeah. should not be uh, – they should not come to, to MLS and think they're, they're hot shit. I mean, really, they should not. Right. Certainly not Bernadeschi. No. Like, what – anyway – he was with Juventus, right? He was a Juventus player. But on the player. other Juventus hand, Bob Bradley also, yeah. you know, deserve is in is 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 uh, deserves some criticism. I mean, he's gotten they spent more money than anyone in the league, right? And uh, they've been terrible. But Bob didn't do that. I think they did that before well, Bob. I mean, they brought the, Bob in later. The, a lot of criticisms on Bill Manning, the general manager of the club, and this kind of leads to kind of my next right, topic here. It. The fans. So I've been reading the Borussia Dortmund, a book about Borussia Dortmund, and we just talked about Germany and the German fans there, how they have monthly fan meetings and they've got fan liaison officers who work for the club. And, and the fans and the clubs are constant talking to each other and in point. And I think even in Borussia Dortmund's case, the fans have all created a large conglomerate and have actually bought a percentage of the club. So the fan group are minority owners of that exact club. So, you know, it's a very interesting dynamic. Versus here in MLS, you know, the owners and the coaches and the managers, they just do what they do. And the fans, they really could care less what the fans have to say. They're not really listening. The fans have to make big statements, like we're seeing a lot. So in Toronto, they're really criticizing Bill Manning because in that same article he went on Transfer Mart, you saw that a lot of Italians were in Toronto cheering on the Italian yep. national team. And he's like, oh, I should get a couple who's Italians. Out of so I got two look. Italians. Yeah. yeah, who's out of contract? And that's, you know, and 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 my favorite MLS player of all time is a man named Sebastian Giovinco who played for Toronto mm-hmm. FC. He was an amazing player. And they kind of wanted it again with Lorenzo Insigne. And, you know, I guess time will tell if, if that has worked out. But anywho, this isn't the way to do it. So they're criticizing him and, and his work and, and how he does things. Uh, and here in L.A., They've been criticizing Chris Klein and uh, Greg Vanny and uh, Karofsky and all the stuff that's going to LA Galaxy. And LA Galaxy are in such a spiral whirlwind failure. I think over the weekend they lost one nothing. I think that was their game. What did they lose to? They lost one nothing to Galaxy. Lost one nothing to Charlotte mm-hmm. at home. And they even had a Silly little red card. I think, oh, Javier Chicharito got himself a red card. You know, another red card for Chicharito. No goals, just cards. And, you know, after the game, uh, those stadiums are so weird because they're so empty. Well, how do I do this again? I'm going to share a little bit of media here. I think this is it. So after the game, uh, all right, after the game, share. I'll do my StreamYard thingy thing here. Uh, Is it this thing? Share. You see that, right? I do. Okay, so after the game, look at the stadium, by the way. You'll see it a bit. The stadium's just so empty these days. And in the fan group, of the three fan groups, one has broken the boycott, and they're they're coming. So they're at the stadium, and the fan group that is showing up, much to the chagrin of the other fan groups, are after the game yelling at the players. Take a look at this. 
So just to just to the fans at home. So right now the players are just there like statues, looking at the fans as the fans and are demanding. Greg Vanny looks like he's going to talk to them. Yes, and Greg Vanny, who slowly wandered over, is telling us. But now he's going to go talk to the fans, probably to say that it's his fault. Don't blame the players. <laughs> Now, what's the body language of Greg Vanny right now talking we to the want fan what? group? A fan group's yelling, we want better. We, bum, want bum, better. Bum, 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 bum. we want better. And Greg Vanny right now is like yelling at the fans. They're like in a heated, verbal confrontation. I wish I could get a transcript of what's going on. We want better. We want better. We want better. So that goes on for a bit. So he's talking to this fan for like a full minute, explaining animatedly, animatedly exactly talking saying. to fans. Yeah, yeah. And then a suit now enters the frame. He comes in and he tells Greg Vanny, "Stop! Let's just get out of here." A suit's coming in to try to stop all this. And a suit, I mean an LA Galaxy executive. I think that's Will Kuntz, the new guy they signed right from LAFC, the new um, associate president or whatever his position is. So there you have it. That's what was going on at the end of the LA Galaxy game when they lost one nothing at home to Charlotte and their skid, 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 skid continues. So what do you think about that? Those those seeds. Well, what do I think about that? I mean, the fans are frustrated. The team is bad. I don't know if, if I'm not sure what good can come from the coach having a discussion with a fans i don't know what what is he gonna say that could make a could make a difference especially at that moment right right after the game but the fan but i don't look at the players they're all just sitting there looking at a guy there must have been a very serious argument going on between one specific member but it's just such an it's just such ugly scenes in general and the coach having to come in this is this is the alternate timeline of the match days of our lives we talked about toronto now we got galaxy not failing to disappoint Every week, it just seems to get worse and worse over there. And it makes me... Now, should the fans be so disrespectful to the team right then and there? As you say, we, you know, like, you know, going back to being like a fan of Bochum or like the German mentality of like, we have a club, we're there every other week, you know, we're there to drink and have a good time and watch the team and wish them the best. You know, we're not there to demand titles week in yeah. and week out. It's a little... I mean, it's it's a, it's a mixed bag, right? I, 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 I agree. It's sort of... You know, we were celebrating them a few weeks ago for demanding accountability and doing. But on the other hand, it's like, you know, your role is to support. Your role is to be there and support. It's not like to second guess necessarily. I mean, there's always, you know, of course, there's always things that will get people upset and rightfully so. And you have you have your right to your opinion. But on the in general, yeah, I think it's like, yeah, yeah, go have a good time as much as you can, and I don't know. Daniel Young is saying he he doesn't know why Nick Cushing still has a job. I mean, 
Sometimes also things are just, I mean, it's not the same. I think the, the LA Galaxy, there's a long standing. I think there, people have no. grievances that are real, right? Like with Chris Klein. I'd and, like to add, though, this group has broken the boycott to go to the stadium to so do only this. To, so they, so, so they've, they've, they've broken the boycott only to argue, to be able to argue with, with, with the coach. Right, and I don't think that's class on any level. If you want to commit to the boycott, that I understand. Because I understand where they're coming from. You're holding them accountable. Like, the galaxy is clearly spiraling, and the choices they've made are the opposite of what Bayern München is doing. Bayern München just won a title and fired their executive staff. LA Galaxy have, have lost a title a 10 time. years in a row yeah. and have resigned their executive staff. They're the exact opposite, pretty much. Uh, which is why you're seeing kind of an empty stadium and the galaxy's like not really pulling in much. And then, but for the fans of one group to be like, you know what, screw it, we're going to the stadium. And then for them to yell at the players after the game, it's very reminiscent of kind of what Schalke did two years ago when they attacked the players for, be, for being relegated. It's actually the same behavior. Right now, Galaxy's in a relegation position. Like, they would be relegated if this were Europe. Right? Yeah, right. But that's not the case. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I mean, I'm... You know, I'm of of the of the German Ruhrgebiets. Like, uh, I mean, I, as a Bochum, you know, my team in Germany, Bochum. It's like I've learned to have low expectations. I don't, you know, I get excited when things go well, and I'm, I don't get too upset when they don't. And I think it's it's uh, yeah. Sometimes it's also just bigger picture. I think Nick Cushing. Just getting back to Daniel Young's. Yeah, the NYCFC. Like, That's a little extreme, I think. I think, so don't you think? I think he's. I think mm-hmm. he has found solutions in the past. the The premise is this team is a new t- is basically a new team. The inspi- the entire spine was lost and hasn't really been replaced. You know, Collins, Sean Johnson, Collins, Maxi Morales, and Tati Castellanos. And we have Tati Castellanos, we really don't have a replacement. Maxi Morales, we got Richie Ledesma, which, you know, and Santi Rodriguez, who was all, already there, but uh, Alex Kahn's we haven't replaced. And Sean Johnson, we've replaced with Luis Barraza, who's been good, uh, but he's a, he's a young goalie. So this will, this will take some time. This is not, I think it's, I think the roster's not complete. I've said that before. I think there's more, more people are going to come. Um, I'm not ready to give up on Nick Cushing. I think he's he's done well. He's trying to come to create competition for spots. I think that's that's the that's the sort of the mixed bag. I think he he has he has tried to create competition for spots where there really is no competition. So he's he's played mm-hmm. Kevin O'Toole. He's played Gabe Siegel. Like like players who are not really MLS starting caliber necessarily but he he wants to send a message to some of the new guys and the guys who are hired to be like you know you're you're not just guaranteed a spot and i think that is good and and i think if it goes well then these 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 kids will 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 have some experience newer players will come in and and there will be more depth and and it'll be good for everyone now right now the results are poor and so that's obviously that it's, it's obviously it's not going well right now. So, but but I think I'm not I'm not ready to give up on Cushing. I think last year they went through kind of a tough stretch, and he did find solutions, um, and made a good playoff run. So he's I think he's he's uh, deserved 
uh, our trust and a little bit of patience. I mean, also, I feel like, you know, Daniel Young, not not to uh, uh, single you out here. I think this is also just our fan base. I think we're very, we, we are a, a spoiled, a spoiled fan base. We've had it quite nicely. We've made the playoffs every year uh, after year one. Every year that Jason Christ was not the coach, we've made the playoffs. And and we've done quite well overall, and that's not going to continue forever. At some point, you're going to have a down year. And and uh, so then I think patience and good cheer are the are the are is the motto of the day, I would say. I would say patience isn't a virtue of most, most fan groups here in MLS, I would say, not just in NYCFC. I mean, New York Red Bulls are very patient, but our fan base has shrunk considerably. Mm-hmm. I think people have left. I want to something I want to do. Maybe this will be brought down the road. Is I want to take all the pictures of us winning the shields and calling each and every single member in that picture and be like, "Where are you? Why are you guys not at the stadium anymore? <laughs> like, why are you gone?" <laughs> uh, it's like you know, if you're fans, what be happens? fans. Yeah. Um, but that's another topic. You know, uh, I think there's no relegation, so I think you're allowed to be more patient here in MLS. Uh, that's sort of the, the benefits of that. But you know, and I do believe Nick Cushing at least gets the whole season. Um, with Chris about, Klein and w- but, well, with Chris Klein and um, what's his Greg Vanny, there's no reason for them to continue. Just in my opinion, like what's what are they waiting for? They, they've had they've been in charge for years. It's been failures. It's now getting really really bad. It's like just just make it just do it right now. The, all the Gal- Galaxy want mm-hmm. is a change. There's I don't see any reason why you need to give them the rest of the season. It's only so going to go worse gonna, for what, them. For NYC, Greg Vanny, you want to keep him or? No, also, he gets canned too. Uh, you know, just just a, a fresh slate. Not that they're not talented. Not that Greg Vanny's not a great coach. I'm just saying the Galaxy need to change. They need to refresh. Need to get rid of the president and get a new coach. Just to tell the fans we're putting forth effort to improve maybe ourselves. Maybe he'll go back to he'll go back to Toronto. Yeah, maybe Toronto could maybe use him, and then maybe Bob will go to LA. Maybe to, just <laughs> switch. job switch, switch, <laughs> job switch. But NYCFC, if they finish the season missing the playoffs, does Nick Cushing get fired? Um, I mean, it just sort of depends on what happens, I think, in terms of personnel. I think if, 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 um, Bernardeski comes down to NYCFC. We don't want him. I don't want him. Over the summer. I don't want him. They trade him. You got your star. I don't want Bernardeski. I, we need another, we need a nine. We need, we need a score. We, you know, we went from, we went from Castellanos and Haber to Gabe Siegel. Um, and, uh. Well, isn't Gabby Pereira doing well? He's a well? winger, though. He's not a. He's not a. He's yeah. not a. Uh, he, he's not a central striker. He's he's been he's been good. Yeah, he's very. T- Listen, I don't think this. I think I think we are. I think it is going to get better. I think the defensive stuff is going to get worked out. Um, and uh, and I think we're just a couple. I think this is not a do-over. I think we're a couple of we're a couple of players away from being from being a playoff team for sure. So I think um, if by the end of the season we miss the playoffs, will Cushing keep his job? I don't know. I guess I guess it's in the details. I guess it depends on if we don't get if we don't sign anybody else. Uh, 
Kai Kamara, Daniel Young. I'm surprised we haven't signed Kai Kamara. You guys should get Kai Kamara. He needs to do his New York tour. Yeah, I mean, we're like one of the few teams he hasn't been at, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Right. He should. I think he'd be sure good for you to come off the bench. a couple weeks before his retirement. Yeah, let's do it. I'm I'm down. I mean, we need somebody. We need something a little more long term than Kai Kamara. But yeah, for now, why not? Jovalich, Jovalich isn't Gabe, playing enough. Gabe, he needs, he needs uh, oh, I would take him in a heartbeat. Gabe Siegel. I mean, I think I think they're trying. I've heard a lot of. There's been a lot of names sort of kicking around of strikers, and I mean, this is the thing. It's like with 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 uh, with MLS and NYCFC specifically, they do they do not do panic. I guess probably because of the lack of relegation, they don't do panic signing. So they're patient. They look for value. They look for for good players uh, at reasonable rates, and that doesn't always work out. You know, you gotta you gotta right. gotta uh, um, have a lot of contenders. Not all of them. I guess Haber, when Haber came, Dominic Torrent famously said that he was the ninth choice. That they were eight. They had eight other players. Uh, why would he they say were, that yeah, out loud? I, I mean, you know, That's this is Dolmet Torrent was just an unhappy, an unhappy man, and uh, <laughs> so he, yeah, he, he, uh, uh, he would say these things. But yeah, he was like, yeah, I got the ah. what? What do you want me to do? I got the ninth choice striker who killed it. He scored eighteen goals that year. So what are you complaining about? But I think somebody will come, and I think we'll make. I think somebody will come. I think we'll turn it around. I, I'm gonna say we still make. I would, st- I would still bet that we make the playoffs. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good that the New York Red Bulls are going to squeak in the playoffs too this year, hopefully, you know. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see. Okay, um, you know, uh, it seems like you're willing to give Nick Cushing a little I, bit more time. I, uh, so. I think I think it's neat, you know, like, I think there's definitely times when the coach needs to change. I'm not saying. Sure. But I think often. The Red Bull, we had that the Red Bulls. Yeah, yeah Struba, I mean. That he had to go, sucked. and 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 credit to Red Bulls, they he fired him and they yeah. replaced him. Where we're over at LA Galaxy, you're not. I think seeing. perhaps they're just, you know, they're, they're Bob doing, Bradley maybe yeah. may, maybe time maybe time to move on. I don't think Nick. I think Nick yeah. Cushing has has um, ha, he deserves deserves a little more time. I think he's yeah. Um, Got to give him the tools. Yeah, he needs and he needs to have a full he needs with to have the a right full tools. squad and then and then see what he can do. And then if by the end of the season that if he gets if we get a couple more good good players and then he we don't make the playoffs by the end of the season, then you know, there's something else to something else to think about. But uh Yeah. But not right now. Very cool. I like that. Very sensible. We're very sensible oh, here in the Shipsville Boys. Thank you. Thank Last you. Of course, no, we're not the whole out with your head, no, great barrel, no. none of that stuff. No, no, no. Anyway, last news and notes: we had a good couple cup sets. Pittsburgh oh, Riverhounds yeah. beat the Columbus Crew, and a great little, great little maybe new derby happened there in a beautiful little stadium overlooking the yeah, Pittsburgh that skyline. Looks, that was very pretty cool. cool. I saw just a couple of a, that was pretty a little cool. Bit of video of that. It was pretty cool. Birmingham uh, knocked over. Was it Charlotte? Birmingham so, yeah. uh, went through. So a couple of cup sets moving forward. I love it. And the big news is we have LAFC playing against Lyon uh, next week, this week, this week, I next week. I think it's this. Something like that. For the LAFC. Week? I think it's this week. For the CONCACAF Cup. I think it's on a Wednesday and a Sunday this week. Right? I believe so. I will be in Las Vegas again Ooh. this week. I decided to make myself a little escape. 
because you inspired me with our Vegas talk. And there's a big thing called Stadium Swim, which is a giant pool and big screen TV on top of the Circa Hotel. My plan is to be there on Wednesday night to watch LAFC play Lyon while swimming. So wish me luck. I hope that happens. Good luck. Um, Thank you. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Less unzane. Uh, but yeah, I think that was this week in U.S. Amazing. soccer. Some off-field drama. How long is Bob going to last? How long is Greg Vanny going to last? Uh, you know, is St. Louis still going to keep winning? Will Seattle Sounders pick themselves back up? Is the Philly Union hangover slowly coming towards yeah. the end? You know, will will, will the Bob Bobby Wood Bundesliga is over. We're fully focused on MLS. MLS, we got the gold. Leeds, we did. We got the we Nations didn't talk League. About Leeds, Leeds are done. Yeah, the American, the American experiment, experiment is over. Is over <laughs> I hate to say this, we're still not past a point where when you lean on Americans, you get relegated. Well, I mean, I mean I, I have Tyler to say Adams it. being hurt didn't didn't help. If he had, if. But I'm, I'm talking for a Bobby Wood, Josh Sargent. Just there's so many stories of Americans. And the American fans are always like, oh, the club is bad. He's to find a new club. No, clubs are made up of the players that are on them. <laughs> if the club is bad, it's because the player isn't doing a good job. Okay? That's why Bobby Wood is a is a New England Revolution striker right now. No, I'm glad he's getting his form back. But, like, leaning on Americans tends to – like, Clint Dempsey was a Fulham star, but he's a star because he bailed them out of relegation every season. Americans are relegation fodder players. <laughs> they either get relegated or they just beat relegation. And that's sort of the Americans' role in Europe, right? I mean, I'm just, that's a blanket statement. But like, there aren't a lot of Americans winning Champions League titles and winning league titles every year. Usually they're just hanging out in the relegation zone. So we're still, we haven't graduated from that yet. Uh, Tom, Norwich made a big mistake letting Faka go. Well, they have David Wagner now. So. And Faka at Gladbach, will he keep his no, job he's there? Going. They're, Seems... already let him, they're letting him go. Oh, yeah, they already got rid of him, right? They yeah. already got rid of him. Maybe it's time for Oliver Glasner to head over to Gladbach. Your favorite. <laughs> I had your favorite. To. You're the Glasner booster. I mean, it's I'm also, Glasner it's, also fan. Unf- it's really Glasner unfair, fan. I feel, um, to, to really identify Leeds as the American club. Tyler Adams hasn't played in a while. He's been hurt. So it's been really just Wes McKinney. And. Uh, you know, they've had the worst defense in the league two years in a row, almost. I think last year they were almost the And it's, they did everything. Well, Weston McKinney was also criticized, which is a thing. Is fair. I mean, Weston McKinney, sometimes he can be good, but sometimes you're like, what is his skill set exactly? You know what I mean? You're like, what is his skill set? Exactly? Uh, you know, there's always. Um, no. Anytime a team gets relegated, there's lots of fingers to point. But to say that Leeds is this FC America or whatever, it's just it's really just been McKinney lately. Brendan Aronson hasn't played that much. Leeds did everything wrong yeah, this yeah. season. They haven't imp- they didn't improve it- after Jesse. Mar- I'm not a Jesse Marsh stand, but they didn't get any better after he left. They had some interim no. person who really didn't know this. The Hoffenheim, the Hoffenheim executives are still are still laughing that they got $35 million <laughs> for Jorginho Rutter, who like... I think that was a Jesse who, Marsh like, barely, Who barely was... made it, who barely made it off the bench. They still, they probably, you know, the... the Yeah, so they, a lot went wrong for Leeds. 
and it's not the it's not it's not because of it's not because of American players that this is this is this happened. There is another club in England that has American players, and they're yeah, called they Fulham. Well. And Fulham finished seventh this year, right, or eighth, uh, something no, like that. No, not quite. They did great, like twelfth. But uh, uh, but no, are you sure? Yeah, they dropped a little. Right were, now. I mean, I'm sure you're right. High up like that, but they dropped some. What? Where did they end up? They end up. You're right. Tenth, tenth, tenth place. Okay. Tenth place. But they were they as are, high as like were, seventh or eighth throughout the season. Um, they yeah. were definitely over overachieving. Tom says leads started falling when they let Bielsa go. Yeah, but I mean. That, that well, they were skidding was with Bielsa, that all, it was and then time. Jesse it Marsh, was time for him. It was time for Bielsa to go. I mean, some people say there's a Jesse Marsh did save them from relegation. If Bielsa was still coach, granted we can't know, right. but I would assume know. if Bielsa was still coach, they would have been Perhaps. relegated that season. That's it's that's hard yeah. to hard to hard to say that. But yes, they prove, are a mess. But... Tom is right. Leeds is a mess. Hello. Yeah, they are. They're a mess. They did everything wrong. So it's not. It's not. I don't think it's fair to be like, oh yeah, they leaned on they 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 leaned on Americans and that's how they went. To, I mean, I think they did a lot of things wrong, and so and they they had it they had it back in the day. Defend, man, you can't just be like such a defensive. They have this big game of the season. They're trying to and they they go down like two minutes in against Tottenham, or how long did it take for them to concede? I mean, they're just a defensive defensive shit show. You can't survive like that. Back in the day. Going on the American our relegation fire. Back in the day, Claudio Reyna was one of the Americans in the Prem. And he played for Sunderland, who got relegated, then went to Man City, who I think almost relegated. Or I think they were relegated or something. He just also was like every club he went to, it just sunk straight to the bottom. So, you know, there is, as an American fan, I love the Americans, uh, uh, you know, and, and that's why we put too much pressure on someone like Pulisic. We're still waiting on the American player who's just a club favorite week in, week out, player for a major well, it's club. Also, you for know, like a I Liverpool. would also then, you know, this is a good opportunity to caution to caution the U.S. men's national team fans against overvaluing the player pool. You know, like we have this, there is that school of thought that says like, the players are so good, the coach can only screw right. it up. <laughs> right. So I don't yeah. know, you know. Keep the ball on the ground. Right now, because of the MLS next and the MLS youth system, there's just a lot more of Americans there's going a here, ton which is of, good because yeah, it's a numbers there's a game. Of, there's a lot so. of promise. There's a lot of promise. There's a lot happening. There's a lot to be excited about for sure. And percentage-wise, yeah. more likely some yeah. Americans are going to hit. The, the, Where in the old days, the it was twenty eight yeah. team is doing well again at the at the at the World Cup. But it also it's World like Cup. there is that. Um, you know, I was talking to somebody about that. It's like just the fact that we're so paying so much attention. Like in Germany, nobody gives a shit about the U twenty World Cup. Right. It's like oh, we yeah. know that this is like a you know these are these are hopefuls. You know, these are not sure prospects. This is like. A showcase for potential that's why you know we mm-hmm. had that discussion of like oh do, should should the clubs let him go it's like if you're if you have a, if you have a starting job at a pro club you've graduated like you're beyond this this is right. not this is not uh, you don't need the u20 world cup so um anyway that's just my those are my little rantings ricardo pepe everyone's like oh he's amazing he's scoring goals in the era divisie gronigan are relegated so americans love relegation 
You're here first. I don't know. We don't have it. We don't Actually, have no, it you here. heard it everywhere. We don't have it here. Yeah. Want to go to Europe to experience getting relegated. But again, a lot of Americans, they're young. I'm hoping over the next few seasons, we see certain players grow into bigger clubs and become performing, consistent, sure, performing sure. players. And there's lots of, yeah. I mean, Pulis, Christian Pulisic is going to presumably find a new team and perhaps kind of rebuild. His, My wish his for Pulisic career. is for him to go to like an Aston Villa. You know, like time and time again, especially Chelsea alum, you do your big clubs, your rotation player, whatever, go to a smaller club where you can play week in and week out, really get your confidence back, really get your mojo back, and then go to another bigger club when you're 28. When you're in he your prime, like I would love Italy. for, you should go to Serie A. Perfect for him. Yeah, he'd be by far the youngest player. <laughs> he'd be one of the younger players. <laughs> on our team. I think he'd be our great. Team. I think he'd be great in Italy. I think that Italy would be perfect for him. Tom relegation says relegation builds character. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's right. Okay. Do you have any that's, thoughts with Americans and USA and already, MLS? Going, Days of our lives again. Yeah, as much as we try to keep it short, there's just so much to talk about. But this week, Batch Days of Our Lives. Next week's episode, will Bob still be a job? Will Bernardeski be playing? Will Chicharito finally Hans, score a Hans goal Wolf. again? Will Ricky Pooch not hold throw on, his arm Hold on, hold on, Hans Wolf. Section 237 at halftime on Saturday. I'll be there with a t-shirt. 237, we're going to meet up with Daniel Young at halftime. And I'll have a, I'll have you. You will have, have a fashion T-shirt cannon. It's not going to. There's not going to be a we'll T-shirt. I'm just going to hand it to you. It's not going to be oh. a whole. We got to figure the whole thing. I'm not going to do cartwheels, but that's it. We got to. We got to figure out a T-shirt right. cannon situation for next. Thank time. you, Tom. Next Thank time. you, Hans. I'll go on. Thank you, Daniel. I hope to see. Cheers, you next everyone. Saturday. Good luck, All everybody. Right. This next Goodbye. Good. Till next week, everybody. Merch, Etsy, we're on Etsy, buy merch.